everybody, welcome to FO History Podcast. It's me, Fee, and my friend, Ona. Hello! Hope you're excited to join us. Today we'll be talking about how Confederation happened, and some of the fathers behind it. Yeah, there are actually 36 fathers of Confederation, but we'll only be talking about three that we think are most interesting and most important. But first, we would like to thank our sponsors for this podcast, Zoom Broom! Do you ever feel frustrated when brooming goes too slow? Well, let me tell you. Zoom Broom is so technologically advanced that instead of just sweeping, it vacuums up all that dust and muck up. The broom vibrates when you need to pour the dust out. This gives you the best brooming experience you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with this podcast. Hmm, so starting off with George Brown, the journalist, the politician, and the one who set the ball rolling for Confederation. He was born on the 29th of November, 1818, in Aloha, Scotland, and died on the 9th of May, 1880, in Toronto, Ontario, after being shot in the Globe's offices by a disgruntled former employee. He created the well-known newspaper, The Globe, now known as The Globe and Mail, after making another paper, The Banner, in 1843. The Globe boosted large political circulation in British North America. He then reorganized the Clear Grits Party, which would later become the Liberal Party. In August 1858, he formed a government with Antony Amédoran, head of Lower Canada, Party Rouge. They wanted to make a union with the sectional divisions of the Canada, but the sectional balances were too shaky and it swiftly fell. This wasn't the last time he toyed with the idea of a union. In 1859, he discussed the Federal Union of Canada. His concept, however, did not carry Parliament. After this failure, he quit only for a short while. Luckily, he was able to recover from this loss. If he didn't, we might not have had Confederation. George Brown returned to the life of politics in 1863 as a member of South Oxford, where he explored even more ideas concerning a union. Later, in 1864, he joined an alliance with his political rivals, John A. Macdonald and George Etienne Cartier. They together tried to achieve confederation. He went to conferences in Quebec and Charlton. This really helped him start confederation off. Brown then later left the alliance in 1865 over a dispute about the trade with the United States. His efforts confederation a great deal. Exactly. Now moving on to Sir John A. Macdonald, let's start off by telling you a bit about his early life. He was born in Glasgow, Scotland. The exact birthday remains a mystery. In his father's journal, it's the 11th of January, 1815, but a certified extract from the registration of his birth says it's the 10th of January. He died on June the 6th, 1891 in Ottawa, Ontario. At age 5, he and his family immigrated to Kingston, Upper Canada, and by age 15, he was apprenticed to become a lawyer with George Mackenzie. He became a lawyer on February 6, 1836, after studying law and articling for several years. He entered politics at a municipal level and served as an alderman during 1843 to 1846. Then, at age 29, he was elected to become the representative of Kingston. He was part of a new party, the Liberal Conservative Party. This party would bring together conservatives who already had an alliance between Upper Canada reformers 
and a French-Canadian majority bloc, political bloc, the Bleus. The Bleus, in which George Atinay Cartier was part of. John and MacDonald ended up working with him and George Brown after reluctantly accepting George Brown as part of the alliance. He did this because by 1864, the political and the sectional forces in the province were at a deadlock. The reform view, which was voiced by George Brown, complained that the legitimate and needs and the aspirations of Canada West were frustrated by the domination of French-Canadian influence in the government of Macdonald and George Etienne Cartier. Macdonald decided to accept Brown's proposal for a new coalition of conservative, clear grits, and the Bleus. In the end, this action played a key role in Confederation of British North America in 1867. Later in his life, after Confederation happened, John A. Macdonald became the first Prime Minister of Canada. Then, on July 1, 1867, he was knighted by Queen Victoria herself as a thanks for his efforts in Confederation. Before we move on, we think that there are three conferences worth mentioning, specifically the Charlton Conference, the Quebec Conference, and the London Conference. In the Charlton Conference, which was held on September 1864, was key because this was where Confederation started rolling onto its feet. The meetings were held in secret inside a legislative council chamber in Charlton. In there, they discussed uniting the maritime provinces. This consists of New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and Prince Edward Island. No delegates from Newfoundland were at this conference, but they were there weeks later at a more formal conference in Quebec City. That conference is what we know as the Quebec Conference. During the Quebec Conference, Confederation was debated, the Quebec Resolution were agreed upon, and this paved way for Confederation. It is said that this is where John A. Macdonald written up 50 of the 72 resolutions. And lastly is the London Conference. Here, Nova Scotia and New Brunswick met with the British government of London, England. This conference lasted for three months. The Quebec Resolution were reviewed. This made a difference because it created the name of our country. Canada became the new name of British North America. Now with George Etienne Cartier. He was born into wealth on September 6, 1814 in St. Anton, Lower Canada. He died on May 20, 1873 in London, England. During his lifespan, he was a lawyer, a rebel, railway promoter, and a politician. In 1835, George Etienne Cartier was licensed to become a lawyer. He was also part of a party called Party Bleu, which ended up being the most powerful political party in the Canada East, which is now Quebec. Party Bleu allied with John A. Macdonald's liberal conservatives. This played a major role in the establishment of Confederation. Together, they formed the basis for the Conservative Party, which nowadays is one of the major party among the other five. George Etienne Cartier was also a rebel. He fought alongside Wilfred Nielsen and the rebels during the rebellion of 1837. There, they were able to successfully root Colonel Charles Gore's force of British regulars. Confederation came in later, and Cartier decided to create a political deadlock in the province of Canada. 
He did this by having a large block of supporters from Canada East, Lower Canada, allied with McDonald's smaller group of conservatives from Canada West, which is Upper Canada. They got George Brown and his supporters to join the Great Coalition, and like this, they all worked together towards a wider union of the provinces of British North America. Then, in January 1st, 1857, he became co-premier with John A. Macdonald. This allowed him to set his plans toward confederation into motion. George Etienne Cartier attended both the Charleston Conference in 1864 and the Quebec Conference in 1864. No. During the Charleston Conference, he led the Canadian case for a great confederation of all colonial provinces. This was important because it inspired the maritime delegates to build an intercolonial railway. Later, during the Quebec Conference, he spoke up about the creation of a new political nationality. He argued with Party Rose leader A.A. Doron, saying that the French Canadian would be better off joining the United States. Cartier stated that the French's interests will be preserved under the proposed confederation. It's amazing to think that these three people were able to team together and help greatly was completely changing the future of Canada. You see, George Brown was in the Clear Grits Party, which is now the Liberals. On the other hand, John A. Macdonald and George Etienne Cartier were in the Conservative Party of Canada. It's like now, the two political parties, Liberal and Conservatives, are polar opposites. But yet, they were still able to work together and create something so great as Confederation. Which is why we think that them teaming up together is the most important part of the whole Confederation. This ends our history podcast for today. Tune in next year for more Canadian history. Bye!